We are learning Daf Mem. We're starting from Amar of Chista, six lines down. So we've been discussing, you know, uh, different points of the Isra, of the Gilua for Nazir, the Mitzvah for Gilua for Nazir at the end. Uh, yesterday we came out, you know, so many different opinions. Uh, if the Isra only applies to a shaving with a razor, if the Isra applies to other, all other forms of, of, of hair removal, we learned that it's even just uh, one hair. We spoke about the Mitzvah at the end. How do you fulfill it? You only fulfill it with a razor. So many different variables. So now, Chista tells us three halachos. Even just one hair is enough. You know, this person cuts off the one hair, even though it's only one, but there's enough of a shear that you're chayav malchus. When we're talking about how much is ma'akiv, the mitzvah, so now we're talking about the, at the end. The Torah says, he has to remove all the hair. So the question is, what's all the hair? Let's say you leave over one hair. So if you leave over one hair, that's not a problem. One hair is nothing unto itself, but it remains. And therefore, you're still mekayim the mitzvah. It's only a problem, bishtayim. If you leave over two, that's, that, then you're not in fulfill the mitzvah yet. Then you still got to remove them. So very interesting discrepancy. When you're talking about the isr of removing during the term, even one, removing one hair makes you over. But at the end, when we're talking about how many hairs you left over that withholds your fulfillment of the mitzvah, so there we say it's only uh, withholding your fulfillment of the mitzvah if you leave over two. But if you leave over one, it's not a problem. Listar, what about the din of stira? Stira is another halacha. That you have to wait at more, if you cut your hair during the term, you're going to have to wait out more time before you're going to conclude. And the reason was because, remember, the mitzvah, it's not like Be'etzim are forfeiting your time like Tumah, but remember what we said is that the mitzvah of the giluach at the end can only be done on a significant growth of hair. So that, that in order to forfeit your hair, that now you're going to have to wait the 30 days, and it's also the Barov Rosh, it's only true if most of the hair on the head is cut. In other words, we have to distinguish between when you're over on the Avera and when you forfeit the days. You're over on the Avera of cutting the hair, even if you cut just one hair. But the din of stira, that now, okay, I'm missing the hair, and therefore I cannot fulfill the mitzvah of Giluach unless it's pushed off, and I'm shaving hair of 30 days, so that doesn't apply unless most of the hair on the head was cut. All the halachas that we just said only apply to the razors. What does it mean, all the halachas? First of all, the isr of removing the hair is only with the razor. That's, that's the shita. We learned yesterday, it's machlokas. The concluding part, the ritual, can only be mekuyim with the razor. And interestingly enough, this is the most interesting, the forfeiting of the hair is only true if most of the hair on the head was removed through a razor. That's what Rav Chizda is saying. Now, that's a very big chiddish because, because Lamaisa even if it wasn't removed through a razor, how are you going to fulfill the mitzvah of removing your hair? Meaning it would seem to be a practical point. But, it, but so the Bishonimim already say here, let's say all of the hair would be removed and there's nothing to cut. So then there's no shaila that, that even if it's not through a razor, you'd have to wait till the, till the 30 days of growth. This din of rove sayer, that when you cut off most of that, even though there was some of the head, the hair in the head which remained, that you still have to forfeit the days, that's only true when it's with a razor. That's what the, uh, the Bishonimim explained here. Now the Gemara challenges his last point, but is it true that it's only with the razor that you get the mouth because you forfeit the days, but not remove other things. But the Rav is called And what do we have the bride? So we learned this bride yesterday. It says lo yavar, and that comes to include even even other forms of hair removal, not only through a razor. So the Gemara is asking, how could Rav Chista tell us that the avira is only transgressed through a razor when we see in the bride says even through other forms as well? So the Gemara answers, Chista said a razor meant anything similar to a razor. Similar to a razor means that it has to be razor-like in the sense that the entire hair above the surface of the skin is removed and there is no stubble. That's the point of the Gemara. So that uh, says the Gemara, Vayter Tanya Mihachi, is your bride, so which seems to support Rav Chistan. Nazar, Shatalash, Miritzus of Koshu, Nazar, who plucks, he removes, or he puts the powder, right? He picks an amount, that picks away an amount, uh, a small amount of the hair on his head. So he gets 
Malkus. However, when we talk about forfeiting the days, that now you're going to have to push off the Giluach and wait more time for the hair to grow back. That's only a problem if most of the most of the hair on the head is cut, and that's only if it was done in a razor-like way, as we explained, where it's cut all the way down. All right, it says the Gemara's second opinion, just as when we talk about the ikuf, when you're going to fulfill the mitzvah of shaving at the end. It's, a, it's only a problem if you leave over two hairs so we say, even if you, even though you shaved almost everything, but if you leave over two hairs, then it's not shaving all the head, and therefore you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. So I see that two hairs is very significant. So if somebody illegally causes, illegally cuts even just two hairs, he forfeits the days, and he has to wait for those two hairs to go back for 30 days. So he has a very different opinion. The other opinion was saying it's only rove's hair. The din of forfeiting is only if most of the hair on the head has been cut away. The second opinion is saying, hey, I see that in, tar- in terms of fulfilling the mitzvah at the end, that leaving over two hairs can withhold your mitzvah. So I see that two hairs is very significant. Two hairs is significant. So if two hairs were caught razor-like, then you would have to wait till they fully grow back. You'd have to wait 30 days. All right. So bottom line is, we have three different topics. When you're during the term, we have the topic of how you fulfill the mitzvah at the end of the term. And we have the topic of what cutting during the term makes you forfeit the days. Three different inyanim. Regarding these, Rav Chisra said the Malkus comes with one. La'akev, to withhold the mitzvah, comes with two. To be safe for the days, only most of the hair on the head has been cut. And Rav Chisra qualified that these points are when they're cut in a razor-like way. All right, we continue here, says the Gemara Tanahas, and we learned in a Mishnah there, Mishnah Nagam. There are three people in the Torah who shave, and the shaving is a mitzvah. What are the three people? Nazir. The Nazir at the end of his term, Mitzorah. We know the Mitzorah, after part of the ritual of Tahara at the end, is that he shaves all the hair on his body. It's even more extreme than the Nazir who shaves all the hair on his head. Um, by him, the Torah says, it has to be for the whole body. And Levim, Levim. So this is not you know an ongoing thing, but this is part of the... The process when um, there was a whole story over there. They were inaugurated in the times of Moshe and Aaron, and the whole thing how they replaced the the Bechorim, a Whole story you can look at the beginning. And over there, there as well, one of the things that the Torah mentions in the ritual is that they're meant to shave to shave their bodies. Any of these people, the Nazim Mitzrayim, the Levi shaves without the razor, or if they left over two hairs that they didn't touch, they didn't accomplish anything, meaning that the mitzvah is still unfulfilled. So now we go over and we analyze this mission. The three people who shave and the shaving is a mitzvah. This is obvious. You can go read what it says explicitly in the Torah. That's a mitzvah in these three contexts. Why would a Mishnah have to say what a Pasuk says? And for the Gemara, you may have said, yes, the Torah says shave, but the, we have to think about the purpose. The purpose is maybe not the way you do it, but the fact that the hair is removed. If you lose sach, nauseous, maybe it just be, you put the powder on, you remove the hair, you'd be yotze. No, it's, even though it does say razor, you could say that's just you know an example of the method, but the, the method is not important. Perhaps it's just the objective which is fulfilled. Therefore, the Mishnah tells us it's not true. It says that the, the, the glachas is a mitzvah. You have to do it specifically in the way that the Torah says, and the Torah mentions razor. Now we're going to get into this here. Is that if we actually look in the Torah, it doesn't say the razor by all the places. So we have to figure out now the source that the razor is so important. So instead of any of these people, the Nazir, the Mitzorah, or the Levi use something that's not a razor, so they're not yet Nazir. By Nazir, we know that. Why? It says the razor may not pass over his head. Now, that's about the Isser. 
how do I see that the mitzvah of giluach for the Nazir is only that way? So this is something based upon what we learned yesterday. We had a price on this yesterday that we said that the word tar perhaps was extra because maybe the iser isn't even any razor-like thing. It doesn't have to be mamish or razor. So we said that tar mentioned the razor to tell you that the concluding ritual has to be with a razor. Or we said maybe because tar loyava rosho ad melos, the razor is not there until the end. By the end, you need the razor. Those are the sources. Hopefully, we remember that from yesterday. And that's what the Gemara is kind of assuming you remember that at this point, that, that we have a source from the language of the Torah that a ta'ar, the razor, is necessary for the concluding ritual of the Nazir. Gabi Levim is also very clear. Put the razor over all the skin. So again, the word in the Torah, ta'ar, appears. How do you know by Torah? It actually just says, that it should be shaved, but the method of using it, using it, it doesn't say by mitzvah. And if you're going to suggest, you know what, maybe there's no pasuk, but I'll just make a mamet, you know, I'll derive it from the law of levim and I'll argue it logically. Just as levim have to be shaved, and the shaving is through razor. So I'll include mitzvah logically. Here too, if the Torah said shave. Probably it's in the same way that the Levim shaves. They also require shaving. So presumably the shaving is only with a razor. Problem with that argument is you could refute that logic. There's something much stricter and almost bizarre-like by the process of the Levim, of the Levim, which make it difficult to learn from. They actually physically were lifted and waved as if they were an object of a carbon. If you look right there in the Torah, it's pretty black and white. You see the whole thing. How there was a tenufa, there was a waving to the levim. They were bodies were literally picked up and waved. So this is a very, very unique process, a unique ritual. So the fact that the Torah says when it shave, it shave all the all the all the hair in the body. It says betar with a razor. That's not going to be a prototype to other places in the Torah where it says to shave to mean shave with a razor because the whole process of the levim is a bit um, is it a bit anomalous? Okay. Now, we don't have it by the Mitzvah, so I would know. Maybe you'll tell me you learned from Nazir. Just as a Nazir has to shave, and the shaving is done with the razor, so to the Mitzvah, when he has a Mitzvah to shave, he shaves with the razor. So that's the Gemara. There's a Chumrah that a Nazir has, which Mitzvah doesn't have. When a Nazir comes, he brings Karbanos, and they require bread. Right? You need 20 loaves of bread you need with, the, with the Karbanos. There's no such thing by the Mitzvah. Mitzvah doesn't have any bread requirement. So again, you can't learn, that's the basic idea always, whenever you're deriving through logic. If I could refute the logic by saying, you know, I can't learn from this place because this place is an anomaly that the other context is not. So then that refutes your sense of saying this should be like that. So if both Nazir and Levium are not available to teach over to Mitzorah, so back, we're, we're back stuck trying to understand, how do we know when the Torah says that the Mitzorah shaves at the concluding ritual, it means he shaves specifically with the razor. So the Gemara says, you're right. If I try to learn from either one, either one individually of those two contexts, I won't be able to learn. However, why don't I learn from both of them in a joint way? What does that mean? From what, what do we mean to learn? If I, let's start. The way you start it is I'll start from the Levim. You're going to tell me I can't learn from the Levim because maybe it's only since you wave the whole body. In other words, if I try to learn just from the Levim, you told me I can't learn it because bears is more straight because you wave their body. To, to counter that, Nazar demonstrates that that's not correct. Nazar, you don't wave the body and yet there's Giluach Batar. Ah, you're going to tell me, Nazar, I can't learn from because Nazar, Nazar is stricter than Mitzorah because the Nazar requires bread. Well, the case of Levim proves the Levim doesn't have bread and yet they have 
the Giluach Batar. So what happens is when each of the two now balance together, Bechazar Hadin, the argument repeats itself. I try learning from each one. There's a, ref, uh, there's a Pircha on one that the other one doesn't share. So what happens is, the nature of each one is different. Meaning you're right. There's going to be something about the Levium that doesn't apply to Mitzorah. There's going to be, but, but there's going to be something about another that doesn't apply to Mitzorah. But there's a common denominator here between the two. What is the common characteristic between the Levium and the Nazir? Which now I want to learn over to the Mitzvah. The common denominator is she tuned glass of Klachem Batar. Both of them are shaving and shavings with the razor. Afani, obviously, the Mitzvah, so too I have the right to include the Mitzvah. She tuned the glass of Klachem Batar. Since the Torah says it requires shaving, we assume the shaving is with the razor. So the point that the Gemara ultimately is coming out with is that if I bundle together a Mitzvah, I'm sorry, if I bundle together a Nazar and the Levium, I see a common denominator. The common denominator is that their shaving is a Mitzvah and the Mitzvah is Batar. So, so too, I should have a right to include it to glachas. by a mitzvah that it should be with a razor. Says the Gemara, we could question that as well. I'm like, Rabbi Mi Barnesh, Rabashi, Why don't we ask as follows? Here, there's no option of a poor man's carbon. Meaning, let's say you have a Nazar who's bringing carbonos. What's the carbonos? Ola, Chatos, and Ishlamin. What if the guy's poor? Does he have an option of bringing birds? No, there's no option. Torah doesn't say a poor Nazar has an option of bringing birds so he could spend less. The same thing by the Levium. The Levium had a whole process. What if they, what if they were poor? Do they have, they have poor carbonos they could bring? No, no such thing. Mitzorah is different. The Torah says that you bring animals, but if you're poor, then you bring birds. So it's a leniency in the carbonos of Mitzorah. So we see the carbonos of Mitzorah are more lenient. So once I see that a Mitzorah is more lenient, the Torah gives an option for poverty that you can bring birds instead of animals. So I don't have the right anymore to learn the Chumrah, the stringency that the shaving by the Levium and the Nazir, when the Torah says shaving and shaving with a razor, I don't have the right to learn that over to, I don't have a right to learn that over to Mitzorah. And that's always the way these things are going to work. Whenever I, I can show a leniency that applies in the one that didn't apply to the two, then I can't use the two as a logic over to the one. So the, the Levium and the Nazar have a Chumrah, they, they don't have a special uh, exemption option for poverty. So therefore, how can I apply Giluah Fatar to the Mitzorah who has the option for poverty? All right, so at this point, where are we? Stuck. We don't have a source that the Mitzorah's shaving is done dafka with a razor. Now we're gonna raise another question. This second question is based upon something we learned yesterday. Yesterday, and this is all a question of, you know, the way you start in life, where are you starting from? The chicken and the egg here. But yesterday we were looking at what was the source that a Nazir has to do the concluding ritual, his shaving with a tar. Eventually the Gemara brought a possum. Eventually the Gemara did. But you know what we tried to do? You know what we started doing? We started saying, maybe I'll learn it from a Torah. In other words, we are at a place right now that we don't know how Matar needs a tar. But yesterday, when we tried to know how Nazar needed to be a tar, we, we, we tried at one point learning from Mitzorah. So I'm like, Rabbi, Rabbi, Shashu, Rabbi, Tanami, Karam, the Tanah, the Bryce, yesterday originally said, when we wanted to know how Nazar is Batar, we said, Alam, the Mitzorah, Yevshar, I can't learn it from Mitzorah. Shindon, Kalmi, Chamer, Lachmer, Love, because I can't learn the Kal, something Kal, the shaving, the Nazir, from something more stringent, the shaving Mitzorah, to end up with something else. So what did we say? It sounded like we knew clearly yesterday that the Mitzorah, the Mitzorah has to shave with a, naz- with, with, a, with, a, with a razor. And that was more established to us than a Nazir has to shave with a razor. That was like locked in. And we said, hey, maybe I'll learn from Mitzor to Nazir. And we said, I can't because Mitzor shaves his whole body. The Nazir only shaves his head. That's why we ended up needing a Pasuk by Nazir to point it out as we went through yesterday. Now today, when we actually unpackage it, it sounds like we have no Pasuk by Mitzor ever to know it. So what were we doing yesterday? That's the Gemara's question. Now, obviously the answer has got to be, there's an answer. In other words, there's got to be an answer. There's got to be a source by Mitzorah. And what's happening is we don't know that yet today. But the Gemara, the Bryce, who was speaking yesterday, 
he knew that source. That's obviously the answer. But that's all part of the Gemara's development. Clearly, there is a source by Mitzorah that we're just missing. That tells us the Mitzorah shaves with the Tara. And that's why yesterday the Tana of the Bryce was assuming that, thinking possibly that would be the source for Nazir. But what's so funny today is that we're jumping in on another Bryce, uh, which knows Nazir needs and doesn't know Mitzorah needs. So it's pretty, it's definitely confusing. And now we go to the contrary, that we're trying, if anything, to learn Medina through intuition, that if a Nazar requires Bittar, then a Mitzvah does too, and we're not, we're getting stuck. So obviously we've got to have some sort of source here, some way to balance out. How could the Bryzer yesterday know Mitzvah needs a shaving Bittar? How could the Bryzer just know that, like as if it's obvious? And if anything, use that as the sort, try to attempt to learn that as the Makar for Nazir. And today it's much the opposite. We know Nazir, but we're trying to figure out how Mitzvah is Bittar. So the Gemara answers, You're right. There's going to be a machlokas tanam in our hands. The machlokas tanam is going to not be is going to be about something else actually. But if you follow the gemara, buckle your seatbelt over here. You follow the train of thought. You're going to see that it depends. You like the rabbanon and Rabbi Eliezer. and according to the rabbanon, there's going to be an obvious source that it's, that Mitzorah needs shaving batar, and Rabbi Lezer is not going to have that obvious source. And that's what basically we're going to say. The price yesterday that assumed it was obvious that Mitzorah needed batar was following the rabbanon. The price of today that did not assume Mitzorah is well established is following Rabbi Eliezer. Eventually, we're going to have to get a source according to Rabbi Eliezer, but Akhopadim wasn't well established. But according to the Rabbanon, it was well established, simple and obvious, that Mitzorah needed shaving batar. Why? What's this Rabbi Eliezer? What's this Rabbanon? So in order to follow the Gemara, now we've got to jump into another area of halacha. We're talking about the Isra of shaving one's beard. Ditznan, we learn in a Mishnah. The Mishnah here is telling us in Makas, we're looking at the Pasuk that says, You cannot destroy the corner of your beard. So what does the Isser? Says the Mishnah, The Isser is only if you remove the beard with a razor. Even if you remove it with all sorts of other planes, you are liable. It's not clear exactly what these are, but it sounds like they would polish you know, some sort of weapons with this, but it's not a razor specifically. So there's a machlokas if it's only with a razor or other things. We're talking about the lav and the tar now, different area in the halacha, not the mitzvah of shaving the ritual of the nazar mitzvah the Leviyah. We're talking about the iser of shaving one's beard. And the Torah says losashkes, and we're having a machlokas in the tanam. The Rabbanon are saying it's only a razor which is forbidden. Rabbi Leazar is saying even other types of planes, one is liable as well. My time out, Rabbanon, what is the reason for the Rabbanon? Meaning, how do they know? How do they, how, I, no, I'm sorry. Not how do they know. We're going to see how they know in a second. But how does their view that the Isser Giluach B'Zokin is only with a tar, how does that make them know that a Mitzorah has to be shaved with a razor? That's what we're trying to do. I know it sounds, what, no connection, but follow the Gemara here. The train of thought is, the Rabbanan Shita, that the Isser Giluach of, of the Isser of Los Ashras Pafsukanach, of cutting one's beard, is only Batar, will affect that to them it's going to become obvious that the ritual by Mitzorah to shave is only with a tar. How? The Tanya, the answer is as follows. The Torah says the, the Mitzorah shaves all his hair, but then it specifies a zikano, his beard. So that's an extra word in the Torah. The Torah says shave all the beard, all the, all the hair. Of course, the, the, the beard is part of all of his hair, right? Why did the Torah have to delineate specifically the beard? 
The answer is, The Teretz is, There's a lav in the Torah, It's forbidden normally to shave the beard. Somebody might think, So you can't transgress a sin just to do the ritual of the Mitzorah. So if you have a Mitzorah, and the Torah says, Shave all the hair, I would say it means all the hair that you could shave, but not the beard, because the beard, you're going to run into an Isser if you shave. That's what somebody would think. So therefore the Torah says, No, 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 I mean the beard, even though it's a, even though it's a sin, even though it's a sin. I want you to do it anyway. Hashem is telling you, you do it. Now, what is the point of the Gemara? If the mitzvah, follow the Gemara here. If the iser, let's start with the iser. The Rabbanon old that the iser of shaving the beard is only with a razor. That's what we're going to see in a second, what the Rabbanon source, but that's the Rabbanon's assumption. If the mitzvah of the ritual of the mitzvah can be done without a razor, then why is there a conflict? There's no conflict at all. You can cut, you can use something else. You'll go use uh, the planes, and you won't use the razor. So the fact that the Torah says us this whole Xeris HaKasa, that I would think that the, that, that, the, that the Mitzorah should not be shaving the beard because of the Isra Losashas Pasagon. If the Rabbanon Shita, that the Isra is only through a razor, that now demonstrates the fact that the Torah has to go with the words of Kano and be maturing to cut the beard when he's a Mitzorah, that demonstrates that the Mitzorah's ritual must also be only with a razor. So if you hold like Rabbi Eliezer, that the iser of cutting the beard isn't only unique to a razor, so then you don't have that source. It's not obvious that a mitzvah cuts with the razor. But if you go like the Rabbanon, that the iser is only through a razor, and the Torah still had to go out of its way to be matter the mitzvah to cut his beard, and I wouldn't have known that because it would encounter the iser, what I take away very clearly from this whole thing is that it must be the concluding ritual of the mitzvah is only with a razor. So that's the price of yesterday. The price of yesterday was going like the Rabbanon. That's why the price walked in with a given assumption that a Mitzvah is going to shave only with a tar. And if anything, we were going to try to learn Nazir from it. That's because we're going like the Rabbanon. The Mitzvah of Gil- the Isra of Giluach, was only with a razor. Therefore, the fact that the Torah wrote Zekano by the Mitzvah shows me that the concluding ritual for the Mitzvah is only with a shaver. It was only with a razor. Now, how do we know that the Isser, now we just take a step back, a Makos discussion. How do we know that the Isser of cutting one's beard is restricted only to a razor in the Rabbanon Shita? Where did that come from? The Tanya says, It says not to shave the corner of the beards. If it says don't shave, so what does that mean? Even if you cut it with the beard, with, with, with scissors, you might be liable. The Torah says don't destroy. Destroy is, is something we remove down to the entire hair into the skin, right? Down to the skin. Scissors don't do that. So there's no way they're included in the Isra. The Torah says, Los Ashkas. Okay, but if it says, Los Ashkas, with the different types of planes, because those do cut the hair down to the skin. The Torah uses the word shaving. Well, shaving means an instrument which is used for that purpose, right? That's not going to include the plane because the plane isn't like that. So listen, there's two criteria. Destroying, which means the hairs are going down all the way to the skin, A. And B is that it has to be with an instrument which is designated to do such a thing, which is a razor. What is something which is typically used for shaving, but at the same time also destroys? It's only the razor. What would you say about a shaver? It's a good shayla, right? So we shave, so we hope it's mutter, but, but there are many who feel it's not, right? It's definitely designated for it and it doesn't go all the way down to the skin. What do you say? 
It's not. It's nice, and we have to say it's not. it's not. It's not going all the way to the skin. But now you already start appreciating the lift, the cut, the this, the that. It's very complicated. But that's the Indian. The Indian is what is considered giluach sheyesh bo hashchaschas. So that, that is al kapanim the sheet of the rabbanon that the iser of hashgadim legalichu is only through a tar giluach sheyesh bo hashchaschas. And again, working backwards. Now, if the Torah by the Mitzvah wrote the words of Kano to tell us that it's only that to tell us that the Mitzvah should still shave his beard as a chiddush that you would say always encountering the lav must be that you see that the concluding ritual of the Mitzvah has to be done through 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 a razor. So now the Gemara challenges the whole point of that of that way of thinking. Limai, how do you know that the Mitzvah shaving then has to be done with a razor? Maybe really the Mitzvah can be fulfilled even if he uses the plane. Ah, you're not being over on the Isser then. So what would the Chiddush be? In other words, why would the Torah have to write to Kano that he does it if he's not necessarily encountering the Isser, if he could shave, if he could not use a razor? Maybe what the Torah is telling you is you could use a razor. Meaning, it's not shot that I can conclude from here that the mitzvah is only fulfilled with a razor and that's why I would for sure encounter the Isser and that's why the Torah had to write it. Maybe really I could fulfill the mitzvah not with the razor. But I, if somebody would choose the razor... And in Lamaisa, now he's going to encounter the answer. The Torah is still telling you, you could do it. So the Gemara is challenging the thought process. The thought process is that if the Isser is only through the razor, and the Torah still says the Torah goes out of his way to do it, he could do it, he could still cut his beard, must be, I derive from here, then the Torah mitzvah can only be fulfilled with a razor. Frank the Gemara, maybe you're wrong. Maybe the mitzvah can be fulfilled even not with a razor. The Torah is telling you, if you choose with a razor, you could still do it. Says the Gemara Amri, and this is a difficult line in the Gemara. He's talking about the if it would really be valid even with other things. And the Torah, is, the Torah is not telling you you need to use a tar, but rather the Torah is just saying you could transgress it if you choose to. You could transgress the Isser because you're doing the mitzvah. Then Lishro coming here, let the Torah be silent, not mention anything about the beard. I would know that it's permitted to shave the Mitzvah's beard with a razor. Why? Even though he doesn't need to use the razor, I would still know it's permitted for him to do so. Because I would say as follows. Let's forget about the Mitzvah for, something, for, for one second. You know who else shaves and encounters an Isser? A Nazir. Why? Because what does a Nazir shave? All of his hair on his head, which means he's shaving the Peis, another Isser in the Torah. And Peis, to back up over here, Peis, the Gemara assumes, and this is true, there's no, that, that there's an Isser, even if you don't remove it with an Isser, with a razor. The Gemara, the Gemara seems to be assuming. He cuts off the Peis of his head, he's cutting off normally Asr, even if you remove it without a razor. So even if we don't even know yet that a Nazir has to use an, a, a razor, we see that saw. The mitzvah of the giluach overrides the normal Esther to cut the bayas. So the Gemara is saying, logically, I already see a precedent from Nazar who cuts all the hair on his head, including the bayas. I have seen from logic already. Now I can extend that to Mitzorah cutting his beard. I know, I mean, even in Koshikin, if God knows any sewer covet, a Nazar, is, he, he's, got, he's got association with sin, the Nazar. Why? Because Kabbalah's Naziris is a sin. Remember, we've discussed that concept a bunch of times. Making yourself a Nazar is a bad thing. So if even the Nazar, which is associated with sin, when it gets to mitzvah, they're shaving at the end. He's still obligated to shave his head, even though it's normally usher. So it comes from sin, and it makes sin, and he's still supposed to do it. So halcha the mitzvah, it comes to the mitzvah, where the shaving is just a general mitzvah. It doesn't, he didn't do anything bad to make himself a mitzvah. He didn't. Didn't he speak Lashonar? What's proud of the Gemara? Evidently, the association of being a mitzvah, even though it's me saying, we know it comes from something, it's not the din. A nazir is a chefs of the isra. You made yourself a nazir. Mitzvah is not a chefs of the isra. Even if there might be signs from heaven, so on and so forth, but it's not a chefs of the isra the way nazir is, the Gemara assumes. So Mitzvah, who's not coming out to isra, 
he's just shaving and doing a mitzvah. Of course, he should, we should allow him to cut the corners of his beard, no problem. So what the Gemara now is arguing, that what is the Kiddush of Zikno that he cuts his beard? If all it's telling you is that don't worry about the sin, I know that already from Razir not to worry about sins when you're shaving there. When you're shaving the, the, the head, he encounters payas issue, and we say, no problem, go for it. So to logically, I could have said, the Mitzvah is going to encounter a beard issue, no problem. Must be the Kiddush of Zikno, isn't that if it so happens to be that you encounter an issue, you're allowed to do it. Must be the Chiddush of the Pasuk is that you will encounter the issue because the mitzvah of Giluach of Mitzorah is forced to be through a tar, and that's the novelty of the words of Kano. It's coming to tell you, yes, it must be in the way that it will encounter the sin, and I still want you to do it. However, now the Gemara comes along and from another angle and says the whole thing was wrong. It's a little bit weird how the Gemara argued that point and now argues this point, but the last point that we're going to do today is actually going to conflict what we've been assuming. Says the Gemara two. furthermore, meaning furthermore means not what we just said is correct, but if anything, wrong, but Vatu, let's think about it further. Vatu, furthermore, You know something, it cannot be at all it cannot be at all that if you could fulfill the mitzvah with other things besides the tar, it cannot be that the Torah would allow you to use a razor and cut your beard. That was what the Gemara was just challenging. Maybe the mitzvah can be done without a razor, but the Torah is telling you, if you so happen to use a razor, no problem, don't hold back. Salt the Gemara, that's not true. That's rubbish. There's no way that you could override an Isra in the Torah if you had an option not to. The concept here is that the mitzvah of shaving will push away the Isra of shaving the beard. But there's no way that if there wasn't a true conflict between the two and you could have fulfilled the mitzvah without a tar, there's, and the Aver is only betar, there's no way that the Torah would allow you to do it still. Whenever an essay conflicts with a losa say in the Torah, on the one hand, you're supposed to do something, but the way that you're supposed to do it conflicts with something that you're not supposed to do. If you have a way that it doesn't conflict, that's what you do. You don't make conflict. If you have a way of avoiding the conflict, you avoid the conflict. It's only if there's no way to avoid the conflict. Then the mitzvah pushes away the answer. So this would be a great illustration of Rish Lakish's principle. You have a mitzvah to shave the head, to shave the hair of the body, because you're a mitzvah. You have an iser in the Torah to cut the beard with a razor. If you could avoid the conflict, avoid the conflict. You have no right to say, oh, I'll just choose a razor and do the Havera. You're not allowed to do that. You'd have to use the, you'd have to use the scissors or you'd have to use the planes because you cannot make conflict unnecessarily. The fact that the Torah says Zikano, that he does, Mitzvah does in fact have a hatzer to use the razor, means the only way you could do the mitzvah is through a razor. And that's it. The Gemara accepts that point very clear. So now, once we accepted that point very clear, let's chazer over nachma. The Rabbanon who walk in with an assumption, that the Isra is only to cut the beard with a razor. If the Torah still had to emphasize that a Mitzvah cuts his beard, the Torah is showing us, therefore, it must be that the mitzvah can only be fulfilled through the cutting of the beard with a razor. Otherwise, it would not be allowed to be docha the Isra. So that's the Tana yesterday. The Tana yesterday was going like the Rabbanon. It was partial to the Tana yesterday that Mitzvah needs to shave with a razor. He knew it from this point because the Torah said Zikano telling him that he could cut the beard and the beard is only transgressed through the razor. And so the Torah said Zikano must be the Mitzvah can only be Mekayim, the Mitzvah through the razor. That's why he knew Mitzvah is only through the razor. Then it was just a question of Nazir. Today's Brisa, which knew Nazir and didn't know Mitzvah, was going like Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer doesn't know. Rabbi Lezer doesn't have the source. Why doesn't he have the source? Because he holds the Isra of cutting the beard as even with the planes, not with the razor. Mamela, according to him, the Torah could write Zikano by Mitzvah 
Sora, and I still don't see that the concluding ritual is only through the razor. That's why we're in the Brisa of today, we don't know that the razor is necessary for the Mitzorah. So how does Rebbe Lazar Taka know then that a Mitzorah is Batar? Gotta come back tomorrow and we'll figure out the answer to that question.